right, friend. We'll be going back tonight. <laughs> well, what's up, guys? It's your girl, Daniqua, your original boss lady. Okay. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to call you boss lady for short. Period. Okay, boss lady, put your right hand up and your left hand on your word, whenever you decide your word is. My word everywhere. I'm cracking up. Just you got to hold it there, though. For what? You, you we, we taking an oath? Yes, we are. Oh, there you go. Hold it there. All right. Um, do you solemnly agree we have your permission to post this across all of our social media platforms? Yes. Is there anything, and I do mean anything, that's off limits you don't want us to ask you about? You can ask me about anything. If we do ask you something that's off limits, do you understand you can tell us no, or I want to move on, or let's pass? Yeah. All right, cool. Let's get it. All right, let's go. Hey, literally, there's no pressure on your host, Bang on Bug. It's your girl, just Kate Pereira. Okay. And it's your girl, Daniqua, your original boss lady. I had to cut them off. I wanted, I wanted to be a part of y'all. I know, Is that right. okay? Okay, good. You made it. It's your interview. I let people do their thing. So, um, tell everybody where you're originally from. I'm originally from Hollywood, Florida. Oh, cool. And did you um, grow up with your parents? My mom died when I was eight. My dad died when I was seven. And, like, um, so, like, who, like, you in foster care? You went with grandparents? I lived with... I lived. <laughs> I mean, I lived in my car. I lived, you know, with. Shout out to my um friend Poppy and his sister Mom, Mama Brenda. I stayed with them for a good little minute. <laughs> my last um, you know, year in high school. You bilingual. I'm Bahamian mixed with Black, mixed with Indian, mixed with all kinds of stuff, girl. You speak two languages. I speak one language, and that is English. Okay. My stepmama Puerto Rican, so I can talk a little bit of Spanish, but I'm strictly an English speaker. So, like, I worked with a guy, he was, like, Bohemian, but he only used it when he talked to his girl or his kids, so that's kind of how you do it. I only use it when I talk to my Aunt Sheila or, like, certain people, because, to be honest with you, if you're not Bohemian, you're going to be looking at us like we crazy. No, I love that accent. Yeah? Yeah, I got lots of some people be like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'll be like, all right. So I just talk with you. I try to. Yeah. Okay, and um, so you got kids? Yeah, I got kids. How I many? Yeah. I have three kids. Why are you jumping right into the kids thing? I'm just conversating. You don't want to talk about the kids? You can say, hey, I don't want to talk about the kids. Yeah, I have three kids. All about the same guy? All about the same guy. That's what's up. Okay, I was just wondering, like, like you've been out there. Okay, so give me your, um, uh, yo, I guess your best life lesson so far. Slow down. Because I used to move fast. You get where I'm going to try to get a lot of things done. And you can be a you can be a jack of all trades and a master at nothing all at the same time if you don't take time to focus on one thing at a time. And I, I would do a lot and then be like, oh, crap, wait a minute. But I have stepped on this. I got to go back. If you do it right the first time, you'll never have to go back. Mm, okay, so it was the going back part that made you say, okay, I need to slow down. Yeah, because if I got to go back and fix it, then they, <laughs> I put all that energy into it, and right. it's just better to take my time. Yeah. Okay, so with you being this boss lady, so, like, is your husband, is he like an alpha male, or you consider him baby? Don't even know my husband. Because usually alphas don't mess with, like, women who consider themselves boss. 
Okay, so my husband, he's Bossman365. So you'll always see me do hashtags, BossLady365, Bossman365. Because, like, for example, our company that we're building is for our kids anyway, to pass down to them. Shout out to JJ's Toys and More Party Rentals. We serve the metro area. Um, he's not really an alpha male. He's more of an observer and an understanding individual that's really, really patient. So what's the in-between? I mean, we can give him the in-between because every now and then he'll put his foot down and be like, it is what it is. And I just be like, all right, you know, but there's a little, you know, tougher there it's supposed to be. Okay, so he ain't just a walkover. Nah, yeah, nah, he ain't walking over. I guess I wouldn't consider that baby like if a nigga who stand up, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't want to be with nobody that's like, you get what I'm going? And people think that because he's prior military, He's, you know, used to be in the Marines. They think that he's like that. Like, he's like, and he's really, truly not. He's really like a calm person. He just be relaxing, you know? Okay, what's, okay, what's, give me the toughest part of your relationship when y'all was dating and the toughest part in here so far? Um, when we were dating, he was really never home because he was on recruiting duty and then from there he just was always working because the military does, you know, ask a lot of you. Shout out to the government, we love you. But I mean, they they work long hours. They're never really home, they're always coming and going, you know? So that was kind of tough, especially when you're having kids and you're like, hey, I gotta go to the doctor's appointment, but oh, you can't come because you're working and you're busy, whatever. You're in Afghanistan, so if a child is sick, it's all me, you know? Um, so yeah, that. Um, now, as far as with marriage and us being together, I mean, I think we do pretty good. We work well together, because like I said, we own our family-owned and operated business, so we're in constant communication. Now, is there hits every now and then? Yeah, because we're working together and we do everything together, but for the most part, we're pretty good. Okay, what you think about, like, now today, like, police officers, like, firemen, military guys, they kind of seem as, like, lame. And like, you know, when I was younger, like my mom used to be like them, like the best kind of men to like get with a mayor. But now today they looked at it as like lame and stuff like that because they don't make enough money. I mean, they actually make a lot of money. <laughs> they actually make a lot of money. What's a lot of money to you? A, lo a, a lot of money. Huh? More than a person at McDonald's making, more than a person that make, that even works at the bank, depending on how long they've been in the military. You get one going? So, um... I mean, I think you're using the money, you're using monetary as the issue, or just saying that they're laying there, or you've heard that, but I think people sometimes stereotype them as lame because they don't like to get in a lot of trouble. Because they lived a structured life when they were in the military. You get where I'm going, and it was a lot of things that they just weren't allowed to do. So, you know, you get where I'm going? So there's a lot of things that you would take risks and do that they wouldn't even bother. You get where I'm going? So. I think that's what that is. It's not. Like, prefer the The average military person, like at 19, can go and get a loan on a house. They use their VA loan. They don't have to put anything down, and they can get a $200,000 house versus you. You can work at McDonald's for like two, four, five, six, ten years and can't put that. They won't apply, you know, they won't give you a loan. It's loan It's real development loans. I guess, friends. But no, I think you, I think if it's you information about a lot of stuff. It's financial security and they have it. They have a constant check coming in on the 1st and the 15th. And then when they're retired, every 1st of the month. Like, 
the government banks, they see that they're going to get paid. So they have no problem with giving an 18, 19 year old that just came in the military a house, a car, whatever they want. You get from going? Because they know that they're going to get their money. And what the government normally does too, I don't know if they still do this, so I don't want to quote, I'm going to just say allegedly, is oftentimes if you renege on one of your payments for your car, they let your upline know, your lieutenant and all of them, they get on you and oftentimes they'll just take that siphon out your pay. So they gonna, you're going to pay your bills. You get wrong on? I think that takes a sense of understanding. Like, females that you're probably referring to who would think they lame is, like you said, somebody who want a scammer. So nobody, they're not thinking, oh, well, if I get a home that they can get this type of loan and stuff like that. They just, like, we see the... You're going to get fast money what you The flashy them. type. Everybody want to be a bad B and all this extra stuff. So. Yeah, and that, that to me, that, I mean, I'm ready for that era to end. The bad bitch era. Mm -hmm. Please, let's just... Let's just move past it. The Let's men, move past the men the and the women keep it right going. Now. Yeah, the men and the women keep it going though. Like men complain about it, but at the same time they fuel it by trying to be that person that can get the bad beat. And then the women, they just feel it because the men letting it happen forever. Mm -hmm. Men was really like, I don't care. Uh, like I don't early, care if your booty fat. Yeah, your exactly. How is your brain? What's exactly. Your brain look like? What are you bringing to the table? We were talking about that in the conversation earlier. My dad and my uncle, they were like, sometimes I don't have sex with somebody because I know I'm worth more. And I'm like, oh, men out here are not thinking like that. They try to be the quickest one to get to the next one. Yeah. You have a conversation with a dude, and you'll kind of know right off. Like, if they get uninterested real fast, like, when you start talking on some real shit, like, you really got yourself together, mm -hmm. it becomes a big issue. Because I know a lot of men feel like women should never have an opinion. Mm -hmm. You get where I'm going, but um, I'm a dominant figure. It's not too much. What's too much? What's too much of an opinion? Just, um, I guess coming, if I ask you to do something, it's like a comeback for everything I say. Like, you just, like, you just gotta know every detail of what I'm asking you to do or why, and just sometimes just do this shit. You know what I'm saying? Do like, you have like, that issue in your life right now? Uh, no. Have you had that issue with any relationships you've been in with it? I'm just really truly asking. Yeah, I, I mean, I done had women like, um, you can be like, hey, park close to the door. Why you want me to park close to the, he's just like, bro, it's, just, it's for safety. But just every single thing I ask you to do, you don't have to ask why I have a comeback. And you know what I'm saying? Just oh, so you are out familiar. You like to be in charge and you don't really want to be questioned. Are you are you a no cheater? Do you, cheat when, do you cheat when you're in relationships? You just don't have time, but you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> I work a lot. <laughs> but would you? Would you cheat in a relationship? If, if it's understood. Have you cheated in, when you were in a relationship? I'm just really truly. You don't got to say whoever you cheated on. I'm just asking, have you ever? Yeah. But mostly it's like not when I'm staying with somebody. When you look at a beautiful woman, do you automatically assume that she's a cheater just because she's beautiful? Most women are hoes. Oh, okay. I ain't never met a fake woman. Except my mom and Kate. <laughs> I noticed because you asked me was all my kids, my husbands, and I'm like, of course they are. But I mean, men ask that because nowadays women are whores. Like, they sleep around. And especially in this industry, it, it, I'm not saying this industry is full of whores, allegedly. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is there are women, regular everyday women, that cheat often. But you know what? Men cheat too. Did you know that? And they cheat with their eyes, their mind. Cheating, cheating is just looking at somebody? Looking. Lusting. Lusting, talking on the phone, texting, flirting. 
all that's cheating. So, okay, so you allowed to have male friends? I'm allowed to have male friends that I'm networking with and doing music with. I don't care, and all of them meet my husband. I'm quick to FaceTime my husband. I'm quick to even invite my husband because I don't have anything to hide. I'm not interested. You get where I'm going? Um, my dad died of AIDS. That's something that I don't share often. He got it from some chick that he was messing with. I don't know her very well because um, he used to go out a lot. He was never really home like that. So I kind of raised myself even when he was alive. So I love my dad, but, you know, it's just what it is. Um, so that's why I don't care to cheat. You understand what I'm saying? Because I'm not trying to be out here catching anything. And you'll tell me all day you ain't got nothing. I'm not interested. And not only that, I love my husband and I love my life. I'm just happy where I'm at. You don't really see that though. It's just like um, it's like rare. Like you don't really see that. I think it depends on what you put on your timeline. Like you follow the right hashtags, you can see black. I'm just saying. I ain't talking time. about the end. I ain't talking about that. I'm just saying like me working with guys and meeting people. Like when they talk, cause you know when you like when you trucking, like guys, if you sit in the truck with a guy, they'll tell you their whole life. So <laughs> just being around people, like they, I don't really hear that. You know what I'm saying? Well, you met one today because I have no time. But like I said, I'm more of a networking kind of person. You hear what I'm going? So when I have my listening party and stuff like that, I'll be like, hey, could ARS Atlanta, like, could y'all pull up, you know what I'm saying, do a couple of interviews, blah, 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 blah. I'm hitting his line because I got his number. If I had yours, I would call him. But if I got his, I'm going to hit him up. Or I'm going to give my husband a number. He going to call and set it all up. You get what I'm going? We work as a team. You got to get it done, you know? Absolutely. Okay, let's talk about some, uh, some, some music stuff. I'm cracking up. Why are you not just to be out? Um, <laughs> I mean, let's get into you then. So typically, we normally just dive into your life, right? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I could just do this on the spin. Um, I guess get us into you as an artist. Like, in a nutshell, I'm like, okay, I, I want to know what, basically, what is it going to be given if I click on your Spotify page? It's going to be giving some good music. It's definitely going to give music that holds substantial value in your life. And oftentimes you don't hear that on the radio. You don't hear that on the regular. Mm. Um, you'll have to get that from certain artists, <laughs> you know, like Sade. Um, you may get a little bit of that from Beyonce here and there on certain songs with women empowerment songs. Because okay. my boss lady song, that's what that is. It's a woman's empowerment song, you know? Mm -hmm. um, Ocean's Flow is more of a easy listening type vibe where you can meditate, yoga, do um, warm-ups too, you know, if you're working out or whatever like that, you can cool down or your warm-up type vibe. Um, and also the words itself are self-expressive to where it encourages you, you know what I mean, to, to climb up out of a dark spot. So So you've always used music to It's my therapy. Power. It's my therapy. I need it. I need to be able to do it because it's my therapy, but most importantly, I'm trying to minister to people that are just like me that need someone to to just encourage them or motivate them or uplift them, like you say. How did you find the mesh? So oftentimes when I'm trying to write, I say things normally that people are like vibing to, but then I'm like, dang, how do I make that a song? So how did you find the mesh between basically how you feel and what you want to say and then making it? Well, I started writing music because I got to go back. I started writing music in middle school, but how I used to do it is in the format of poems. That's why my formatting, even when I sing on certain songs, are like kind of like it's not like your typical song that you would hear, mm -hmm. but I write poems. 
and I'm not afraid to say that I'm never going to write in perfect format because that's just not what I do. Mm -hmm. I write poems and I turn them into songs because that's the way that I'm able to articulate myself the best. Okay. You feel like you're a really black girl girl? <laughs> yeah, but what you say? I I get down and dirty. I just said I own a partner in a business. If you book the bounce house today, I'll be in your yard without this wig. That would make you not girly. I mean, I'm a girly girl. I like pink and you know and all that stuff. But you know, I played flag football. You know, I can get a little rough. You know, down for it all. So which emotions do you feel like drive you more than anything when it comes to creating? Everything is based off emotion with me. Everything is based off emotion. I do suffer from anxiety. It's something that I just started openly talking about to people because I just don't care anymore. Mm -hmm. I used to be so scared to admit that because I'll go away for a while. You won't hear from me. Then I just kind of come back and that's just me dealing with me. Mm -hmm. You understand? So, um, what drives me is really truly my emotions or things that things and people and situations that are happening around me. Mm -hmm. Like I got friends that really go through stuff. They'll talk to me. I'll be mentoring them. And then they turn around and mentor me. Next thing you know, I'm writing a song about the whole situation, but just not saying names and switching up the vibe a little, you know, just being very creative with the information that I take in or whatever I'm feeling. So more so like a storyteller. Yeah, a storyteller. Yes, ma'am. I like that. Right. That's what I got you. <laughs> What's your sign? I'm a Sagittarius. Okay. okay. Do you like I'm Sagittarius? A, I'm a Leo. So oh yeah. Oh, we love you guys. Yeah, I know. We're compatible as far. I mean, I'm married, but I'm saying Leo. I'm cracking up. Now we are so we're, 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 Yeah, we're soulmates. Leo's Aries, in which my husband's an Aries. That's how I knew he was right. And so you got the nerve that's for to be having fun with, huh? That works for female the zodiac sign as far as compatibility. It, it kind of does, yeah. Because honestly, whenever I, I read my horoscope, I really feel like they be knowing what the hell I'm going through that day. Uh, you know what I mean? So I'm not going to say that it ain't all true. Do you use specific sites? No. I no. use a specific site, and every time I use this site, it be spot on for multiple people. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. And sometimes they just kind of like pop up. Ain't that something? Mm -hmm. Like when you're on Google, and I was like, yeah, it, it, oh, I need to do this. Okay, I needed that word. I don't even look at you. You need to look. You're going to be like, I love her. She's a Sagittarius. She's my sister. I'm going to call her and be like, what's up, sis? Because I'm trying to tell you. Aries, Leos, and what is it? Um, it's another sign where we're compatible. Sagittarius is we, we love you guys, and it's just a great blend. We'll fight and we'll argue, but we'll get along in the end. You'll love me, and I'll love you. That's just how it goes. What's, um, give me, I guess, a song or, like, I guess, a few bars that's, like, it means something that you wrote for like your husband and your kids. It doesn't matter, baby, if you're rich or poor. Love has no limits, no peace at the door. It doesn't matter if you have a last or more. Say, boy, hey, boy. I just want to love you for your strength and brain. Not what you provide and it don't mean a thing. Materials never meant much to me, but you... You mean everything, oh you, you mean everything, oh you, you mean everything. Oh, that was pretty. Yeah, you can sing too. Yeah. Yes. So, you thought I could sing? A we lot never of people know. can sing. <laughs> Usually the people who can't, they don't sing, but they don't do that. I oh, you guys me to sing? I'm singing on the spot. I used to get kicked out of class in school for singing. My teacher would be like, you ain't going to be quiet. I'd be like, hoo, hoo, hoo. She'd be like, you gotta go. Oh, there's the dog. I'm gonna be quiet. 
Ten minutes later, I was back at singing. Okay, give give me a um, I guess a memorable moment, I guess um, like in school, besides the little kick out. <laughs> um, okay. After my dad died, um, my chorus teacher, shout out to Mr. Laurel Lankin. He's the one that taught me opera, all of this stuff, how to read sheet music, everything. Um, my chorus teacher took up a collection to be able to help me pay for food and my phone mm -hmm. bill and my class, man. Mm -hmm. Shout out to all my classmates. I mean, they came through. A dollar here, two dollars there, whatever. Um, even Mr. Snyder, the um, band teacher, the band, like a lot of folks from the band helped me out too for mm -hmm. a couple of months. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that to me is everything. So did you ever like try to reach back to like yes. kids? Yes. Yes. Like, going through that kind of stuff? <laughs> I always try to look, look, I don't know if I'm a trouble kid magnet or what. <laughs> my daughter has like friends. You get wrong going, but I used to be a Girl Scout troop leader too for three years in North Carolina. Shout out to Troop 402. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know if I'm a magnet for trouble kids, but it's like kids just come to me and they're like, yeah, I'm going through it. And they just start talking and then I immediately become the mentor or the mom figure. One of my daughter's friends actually has me in his phone as my second mom, mm. and one wrote a rap, you know, and I didn't post it because I was like, it's for me. Mm -hmm. But he was like, you can post it. I was like, but it's for me. You know what I mean? And then just talking about how I encouraged to help him. His mother was very excited about that too because when you have a child that's not doing well in school or, you know, just don't listen at home, but he'll come over and help wash dishes and all that. It's kind of like we got the structure here, but there's no structure there because there's no father in the home. Now he's talking with my husband and my husband's trying to help him and guide him, you know, like we became instant second parents, you know? So do you get stories to where like, uh, from kids to where like you break down from it, like when you can't really deal with it? Yeah, <laughs> that happened to me um, two Decembers ago. My daughter had a guy that, um, that his mom was going through something with the dad and they needed somewhere to stay. And so we just let them stay with us, um, of course, the kids. And we were taking care of them. We were taking, it was, it was like we adopted them and they were a part of our family. So they saw me in the mornings when I woke up with no makeup and just looking a mess and, and, and everything. But it was good because they needed some, They needed someone. They needed, they needed structure. They needed to feel a home because it was a lot going on. So, yeah. I don't know if I could do that. Yeah, we've done it, and time and time again. And my husband be like, honey, okay, this year let's just try not to do that. And I actually ran into the young man's mom the other day, and she's still doing the same stuff. Ain't nothing changed. But mm -hmm. luckily, he's with his grandma and auntie and him and his sister now, so they were family to where they can really truly be properly taken care of because it was, it, was it was a tough ride. It was, a, it was interesting. And dealing with that type of mother, I... I <laughs> I remember it was a movie about this. This lady kept adopting kids, and then her husband was like, "We can't afford it." And he finally just left because it was just too much. But what was the most difficult part? The the transition of the children, or just dealing with their mother at the same time? I think it was dealing with their mom because they were very sweet, respectful kids. They would help um clean up. They would help with my my youngest. He's six now, but like you know, they helped out. You know, played with them, and you know, just. 
they were my kids, but not, I didn't give birth to mm -hmm. them. You understand what I'm saying? Like, they were just great kids. And, um, got along well with my kids, all that, so. Oh, she your daughter? That's my daughter. Oh, oh get that's out. That's Hi. Hey, <laughs> So, um, yeah. I, I thought that was your, uh, sister or something. My daughter puts on my lashes. She helped me with my makeup. She helped me get dressed. I mean, I have other people on my team that help do stuff, but. Whenever I'm doing stuff like this, I just, I wanted to definitely just, and plus I got studio time after this, so no. I don't need a whole bunch of people with me today. Okay. Okay, so um, I guess I'll do some more questions. Well, I guess we get them here. Okay, it was a tweet that said, um, I be like, I don't give a fuck then my uh, chest start hurting. So like, give me an example of like when you tried, when you was acting like you didn't care, but really it was just like, it was getting to you. I mean, when I had a situation um, with people that I thought were my friends, I found out that they weren't, that shit pissed me off because I spent three years being around these people that didn't care for me. Uh -huh. I mean, it really felt like a divorce. You get wrong going, I'm like, I don't even know what's going on here. Is that hard to let people go? Um, I used to have a hard time letting folks go. Now I really be like, bye. I don't really got time. I really be like, bye. Because I just don't have time. I mean, if you're going to... If it's going to interrupt my peace, I can't fuck with you. Because I'm going to tell you right now, it took me a long time to get to where I'm at. I used to be the type of person I wouldn't even say how I truly felt because I didn't want to offend you. Now I'm like, look, you may be offending me. And if so, I'm going to let you know. I don't care anymore. Okay, give me um, give me a time where like your husband said something sweet and it made you cry. And the same for your kids. Um... He always says stuff sweet. I don't know. I, I'm always crying. I'm a cry person. <laughs> what? Yeah, literally. I was just cry right here. I cry a lot. I do. I'm starting to get that way too. Okay, give me um, I guess a, a unsupportive uh, friend and family member. How could they be more supportive? <laughs> You're something else with that question. I mean. <laughs> Everybody has an unsupportive friend or family member. I, I wouldn't call them out. It doesn't bother me that they don't support. You know, I don't care. So, so what would they? What can they do to? I guess. Um, I guess if they see this, what could they do to be more supportive to like what you're doing? Keep doing what they're doing. You don't care. Keep, Keep doing the what they're doing. Energy. Keep the same energy. Don't switch it up. You know what I mean? That's just it. So if they did, would you receive it? Yeah, but I mean, it's not that big of a deal. I think that we got to start not holding people accountable for what we want for them to do to us, you know, or for us or whatever. Like, everybody ain't you. There you go. Everybody ain't me. I'm supportive. I'm supportive of friends, family. I'm supportive of y'all. I'm supportive of whomever I'll support. But everybody's not me. And I can't get mad at them for not being that way. I used to get mad at people for not being that way. But now I just don't care. I just like, whatever. So nobody couldn't just, you know, because some people that just have, like, I guess a people to where, like, okay, I need to focus on my family and do right by them. So you just be like, it's too late, kind of. No, I mean, you know, but at the end of the day, family is family. So I can be mad at you. I'm going to still love you at the same time. But I don't. 
it's no big deal. If, if you start supporting, great, but it's just not that big of a deal to me because if you weren't around doing it when I was starting out or whatever, it's like, whatever. I just, I don't know. <laughs> What's a key, I guess, um, what am I trying to say? Tip. What's a key tip for marriage? People who are married or looking to become married, what would you tell them? Take your time and date. Take your time and date so you can make sure that the person that you're marrying is someone that you can see yourself with for the rest of your life. Because the Bible talks about you just sticking with your mate. You understand what I'm saying? And if you're a firm believer in God, you're a firm believer in his word. So just learn your mate, understand your mate, all that stuff. Get to know them. Make sure that your traveling dreams are the same. He can't be talking about wanting to go overseas and hang out there in Europe every month. And you're like, I'm a homebody. I don't want to go anywhere. You get what I'm going? Mm -hmm. It's not a good mix. So you have to just find your, your good mix. You got to find that blending person. Okay, and give me an example of how a man loves a woman correctly. Being patient with her. Just being very patient. Because as women, we, we have a tendency of being very emotional and, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> Okay, give me some. What's you have? Being a little crazy. I think it's the same. Being patient, but um, listening. Oh yeah. Listening and communication. I think communication can solve every issue, any and every issue. Okay, we'll do one more. I want you to finish this. I prayed the hardest when. When I was homeless, because I really need some more space. <laughs> like, period. For real. And God said, you know what? It's gonna happen for you, and it did. So when you be in the streets like that, are you one of them parents who will kick your kids out if they do wrong? No, I I'm, I threatened one time I did, but I can't do that. That's just not that's not me. I cannot have my kid out there trying to figure out how to fend for themselves and take care of themselves. Like I no. Absolutely I, I got not. this. I, they locked the doors. Mm. Then I climbed through the window. I came home the next day. They locked the, They nailed down the windows. Mm. <laughs> then I called the police. They was like, uh, we'll let you in every day, sir, because, uh, you, I mean, you established this your address, so she had to evict you. Mm. And I just moved out like a two week later. They said, we'll let you in every day. Yeah. Would you say that that affected you, like how, how you are as far as with your relationships with women? Because it sounds no, like your close, mom was more I'm dominant. My mom. She is. She like. Um, she like the smart one. Mm -hmm. But um, no, I mean, she give me all the wisdom on females. Like she like my guide. It, it, I mean, she usually tell me when somebody ain't right for me. If I don't listen, I in the end, I be like, you was right, mom. <laughs> so what listening. did you learn? I mean, basically, yeah. That's to listen to said. your mom. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I guess we gonna um we gonna wrap it up. So is there anything about you that we may have not touched on that our audience should definitely leave with? Um, no. Oh, well, one thing. I have a single coming out this summer. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. If you are going through anything at this moment in time and you are tuned in, I just want you to know that God has you covered. Amen. Oftentimes we feel so heavy, but you'll feel much lighter if you just give your problems to God. Ooh. Amen. Amen. That's all I got. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. Okay, um, literally, it's no pressure. We appreciate you coming, and we'll be right back with another guest.